I think there's a lot of things that intimidate us and and uh, cause us to uh, draw back instead of move forward and uh, to maintain instead of ground gain. And, and there's too many people that are sitting on the sidelines rather than being involved and engaged in what God has. God called us to be a representative of his here on this earth, to be his body doing what he did here on this earth. And for some reason, uh, we've bought into the lie of the enemy that has held us back and kept us back and and maybe even caused us to believe his lies and to think that he could never use us in a very powerful way, mighty way. But I'm here to tell you that uh, that's a lie. And uh, he has great things for us, not only individually, but uh, especially as a church, to come together as a body to do what he wants us to do. It's great to see a lot of young people here, by the way, isn't it? We're so glad that you guys are here. And and as I think of young people, I think of David. He was a young teenager, and he came up against a, a, a giant. And uh, here he was, uh, around 17 years old, we're told. And, and uh, he, he came, and, and all these men were drawing back and shrinking back and, and hiding in, at, the, at the fear of this giant called Goliath. But not this, not this 17-year-old guy. He stood up and he says, who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he'd come against the army of living God? And as a result of his bravery and his courage, uh, not only did the giant uh, get brought down, but uh, the, the Philistines were defeated because of one young person that had courage. And I'm here to tell you, it doesn't matter what age you are, young or old, if you'll just have the courage to move forward in what God uh, has uh, uh, put in your heart and put in uh, his word for you to move forward in, you can do great things too. And history could be wrote, written about you. And uh, say, remember him, remember uh, Bo Grace uh, when he stood up and he did what uh, uh, God wanted him to do. And Ty when he stood up and he did what God wanted him to do. And uh, Junior when he stood up and he did what God wanted him to do. And all these different young people. And and how about us older, uh, not us, but you older people. I don't know, you guys, you know what I'm talking about. God's not through. Here we talk about, wasn't it, wasn't it uh, Aaron that took the mountain at, at, at 80 years old? I think it was. I think Moses was around 80 when he uh, delivered Israel. And so, thank God. Do what now? Caleb. 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 That's who it was. Caleb. Read my Bible, right? Read my Bible. And, uh, and so anyway, we're going to continue on talking about being brave. Because I think a lot of people, for some reason... Uh, they just are not moving out in what God has for them, and it's they've lost their they've lost their courage or never even had it. And so we've been using a text out of First Corinthians chapter sixteen, and I want to I want to show it to you again. Verse thirteen, we'll pick there, pick up there. It says, "Watch." That word "watch" means uh, vigilant or be vigilant, which means to uh, keep careful watch for possible danger and difficulty difficulties. And we talked about that last week, and and really that's why we have to have a prayer life. Because God makes us aware of what's going on around us. But it says, watch and stand fast in faith. And faith comes by hearing and by hearing, not having heard. It's a continuous thing that has to take place in our life. And we need to be hearing the word of God. Specifically today, I'm going to get off of this, uh, this scripture real quick and just introduce to the title of today's message. If we're going to be brave, we need to listen for God's voice. We need to listen for God's voice. God's speaking, but we need to hear his voice. 
We need to hear his voice. Even right now, you need to be listening for God's voice through me. Because I believe that God's going to speak and that he is speaking all the time. But many times we're hearing all these other voices. The Bible says that there are many voices and none of them without significance. They all have a purpose. And many of those voices are not out for your good. They're out to kill, steal, and destroy. They're out to cause you to be less than what God wants you to be. And so God's speaking and we need to hear his voice. And faith comes by hearing and by hearing the word of God. And so back to 1 Corinthians 13, it says, stand fast in the faith. In other words, we need to be hearing God all the time. We need to be listening for his voice because we're listening to voices all the time. Whether you want to or not, we're all listening to voices. And then it goes on to say, uh, be brave, be strong. Let all that you do be done in love. Everything that we do, let it be done in love. And I talked about this over the past few weeks, is that God is love. And so that everything that we do, we ought to be doing it in God. And so we need to be moving. Understand that whatever God has for you and I to do, that we're not in this alone. That it is, we are in partnership with God. He says, do this, do that. It's like, it's not, be, it's not us doing it alone. If there's a giant to be brought down, thank God. It's just not my, my abilities that are going to bring that giant down. And so we get to do this together with God. That's why we ought to walk with God on a daily basis. And so, so anyway, we live in a world that's full of voices. Haven't you... Uh, realize that all kinds of voices voices that are speaking to us all the time all the time there's voices that are outwardly and there's voices that are taking place inwardly voices of condemnation voices of fear voices of discouragement voices that uh, 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 of emotions that are speaking you, your your emotions are speaking to you all the time negative emotions that are speaking, insecurities, condemnation, all these different voices that are speaking to us. And many of us are listening to those voices rather than listening for God's voice. And that's why we're not living up to the potential that God has for us. And I'm going to preach today. Because God wants us to, he wants us to do great things. And I'm here to tell you, we got to quit listening to the voices that are out there and start listening for God's voice. We are his sheep and we hear the voice of the shepherd. And we are to run to his voice and not from it. We're to run from the voice of the enemy, not to the voice of the enemy. And, and, and so that he can lead us in the path of life, the path that, that are good, that's great for us, not just good for us, but that's great for us. And so there's voices out there that are keeping us from realizing God's best for us. 2 Corinthians 10, I've, I've quoted this over the past few weeks. I'm going to give it to you in a, uh, another translation. But it says this, For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but they have divine power to destroy strongholds. What is a stronghold? A stronghold is, a, is, is the voices that we've been listening to that has bound us and, and imprisoned us and kept us back from doing what God wants us to do. That's what those voices have done. And the Bible says that, that, that God's voice, God's weapons, the things that God speaks, the Bible calls the word of God the sword of the spirit. The weapons of our warfare, they're not, from the, they're not of this flesh, they're spiritual. 
And God wants us to use those weapons to destroy strongholds. Yeah, every one of us has some strongholds in our life. And we, the only way that we're going to defeat those strongholds is start listening to, for God's voice and not listening to the voice of the enemy and taking God's voice and, and, and demolishing the voice of the enemy in our lives. And it goes on to say we destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised uh, against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to, to obey Christ. So with that being said, if you're taking notes, uh, in your notes uh, that we provide in the worship guide, I want to give you a statement here, and it's this. The voice we believe will determine the future that we experience. I said this a couple years back, and I, I thought I'd, I'd say it again. The voice that we believe will determine the future that we experience the voice that we believe the condemnation the fear the discouragement whatever it is that voice that we're listening to that that's uh, bringing us to a place of captivity where we're held captive to to that voice is determining our future in our life god jesus said he came that we might have life, and have it more abundantly. He wants to set us free. He came to set the captives free. God's voice sets us free. So when we listen to God's voice, it sets us free. So what I want to do is I want to talk to uh, all of us today about how do we identify God's voice in our life. There's some things that, that I believe that are indicators that whether it's God's voice when we're hearing a voice, like even now as I'm speaking, and I've heard some preachers and I'm, I'm hearing them speak and I'm thinking, that's not God's voice. Amen. I, I, and I'm not criticizing, I don't criticize preachers very, very often do I do that or I'll point something out unless I need to, and I don't have anybody particular that I'm thinking about right now, but there, there's times where maybe a, a, a preacher is coming across and he's condemning and, instead of building up. And, and, and so, you know, we, we've, and, and I'm sure I've been there. I'm sure I've been on that side where I've done some of that. And I, 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 Lord, please forgive me because I don't want to ever be there. I want to be his voice here in this generation, speaking into the generations that I, I live in. And don't you? And so we want to be his voice. And so, so I want to give you some indicators of how we can determine what is the voice of God. I think one, of the, one indicator that I have thought about that I, as I was thinking about this is, a, is, is a, God's voice is always identified by, uh, by uh, the care that it's being spoken with. And so my first point is this. Listen only to voices that care. Only voices that care. That means people around us. Can we hear God's voice through them? And how can we identify if it is truly God's voice? Well, do they really have a heart that cares for you? Are they really looking out for your best interest? Paul, the apostle, many of you have uh, know him if you've been around the Bible, and he's written a, a good portion of the New Testament. And, and uh, he said this about uh, Timothy, one of his... Uh, uh, protégés. Timothy was somebody that he raised up as somebody that he was mentoring. And, and he said this about Timothy that was very interesting. As a matter of fact, uh, Pastor Bobby just uh, did a series uh, not long ago on our first Wednesdays. He, he talked about uh, Timothy in search of Timothy. And I think everybody, uh, every leader wants Timothys around them. 
And the reason is, is because Timothys have a tendency to not be selfish. They, they have a tendency to want to care for those that they are serving and, and, and working with. And, and, and those that they're to be reaching out to. And Paul said this in Philippians chapter 2, verse 20 and 21. It says, he says this, he says, I have no one else like Timothy. One translation says no one like-minded, which means they, didn't, they don't have the soul, the, the spirit that I have, who genuinely cares about your welfare. All the others care only about themselves and not for what matters to Christ Jesus. Do you know that Christ Jesus, you matter to him. You matter to him. And uh, I was thinking about, we just had our women's conference. We just uh, concluded that a couple weeks back, and it, it turned out great. God did great things. I believe he spoke many, spoke into a lot of people's lives. I know he did in my life. No, I'm not a woman. Uh, but I was here, and I was being a part of it, and it was good. And, uh, but there was some people from Longview that had come, a number of people from Longview, and and uh, the pastors that were here, and they were uh, 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 they were ministering with us and being a part of this, and and they told us that uh, when they got back and uh, they met with these people, they said they felt so safe here. Amen. And I thought, what a what a wonderful thing to be able to be said about our church is that they felt safe. And I, I got to thinking, why is it that somebody would feel safe in a church? And I, I, I honestly believe it's because we truly do genuinely care for people. We genuinely love people. And we don't just love people. We love people like crazy. We want to serve people. We want to help people. We want it to not be about us, that ministry. And I think it, part of it came out of what God spoke to me years back. He says, you're doing ministry for the wrong reason. And it was this. I, I used to do ministry because there was a call in my life. I used to do ministry because there's a gift on my life. And I felt like I needed to release that gift. And I, I felt like God spoke to me and he says, no, that's the wrong reason. You need to do ministry because you love me and because you love people. That's why that needs to be the motivation for why you do what you do. And, and when you do that, when you know somebody truly loves you, they feel safe. When you know that, when you know that they love you, they feel safe. And I'm here to tell you, how can you identify whether a voice is God's voice being, being spoken to you? Is it a voice that is speaking out of care? They really, truly care for you. They truly want to see God's best in your life. Or can they not give a flip? Translation, they don't care. Right? And so we, 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 need to, we need to do that. There was somebody that my wife just talked to that's been attending and... and uh, and I just, I, I don't want to, I, 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 you know, say too much because I didn't get permission to say it. But I, I'll just say this, that this person says, uh, they, my wife, they've been, they're new to coming in. They said, uh, my wife asked how they like it. And they said, oh, I don't, I don't just like it. I love it. I love our church. And, and, and I, you know, to me, to me, it's because we, we, we are being people that, that are taking interest in other people, not just self-interest. Right. 
And, and, and honestly, to really truly follow Christ, I don't see how you can do, you can do otherwise. We, we've got to be selfless people. We can't be selfish. We can't be self-seeking. It's interesting, and I know that uh, Bobby said this, Pastor Bobby said this several times when he was preaching uh, and delivering that, uh, that series. He says, it, isn't it amazing that Paul said that he could find nobody else with this kind of heart? That, that I mean, that really cares for others? And I'm going to tell you why. Because every one of us struggle every day with selfishness. And we have to make a conscious decision that we're going to be selfless instead of selfish. And we have to do that throughout the day with all of our relationships. And it's a, it, we have to be proactive because if we're not proactive, we automatically default back to selfishness in the flesh. Does that make sense? And I'm here to tell you, we've got, we've got to serve our family selflessly. We've got to serve our church, our community, our world selflessly. It, ca- it cannot be about us. Many of you know our dear, our dear daughter in this house, Miss Cindy. Yeah. Many of you know her. She's, uh, she's being challenged with some... Uh, uh, just angers me. But anyway, she's being challenged with some uh, attack on her physical body. And, and I, th- I think about her, and I think, you know what? That's why we do what we do here. It's not about me. It's not about us. It's about the Miss Cindy's of this world that need our love, that need our care, that need us speaking God's word into her life. And we got to do that. Jesus said it this way. He says, if we're going to follow him, we have to deny ourselves. We have to deny ourselves, pick up our cross, and follow him. So we need to be listening. Those that are speaking into our lives, do they really genuinely care? Can we hear God's care by the things that's being spoken from their voice and their mouth into our lives? That's an identifier whether it's God's voice being spoken into our voice. And sometimes we're being used by the enemy to speak in other people. All of us have, been, have done that. And we just got to be more careful. How can we do that? We have to, we got to adjust. This isn't about us. By the way, Sunday morning church is not about us. It's not about the Christian. Do we all benefit? Yeah. But it's about those that are far from Christ. We do this because people need Jesus Christ. So we identify it that way. Secondly, we identify God's voice by we need to listen only to voices that motivate. Now, I, I, I kind of hit on this a couple of weeks ago, but I want to talk about it today. There's, there's, there's people that when they speak, it just puts wind in your sails. You know what I'm talking about? And there's people that speak and they just suck the wind right out of yourselves. It needs to be, it needs to be a motivator, something that's going to motivate us and push us forward because we need to be pushed. God leads, I understand that. But humans push, amen? <laughs> I'm not God. We, we need to push you a little bit. We need to motivate. We need a motivation to to move forward. And we need to hear that voice that's going to help motivate us and get us going because we have a tendency to gravitate towards maintaining instead of ground gaining. And so we we need to hear God's voice. God, 
God's always going to exhort. He's always going to motivate with, with words that are being spoken into our lives. In other words, when you're listening to those inward voices that are being spoken to you, are they demotivating? Are they condemning you? Those, 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 uh, those, uh, those voices of your emotions, are they, are they holding you back? Are they motivating you and pushing you forward? See, many times I think the voices that I'm talking about, I think the voices that I'm talking about are more the voices that are coming from within. It's the enemy and the inner me that takes, that's really keeping us back. And the enemy using the inner me to do that. It's that chatter that goes on inside. Lots of voices. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24 and 25 says, Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. And let us not neglect our meeting together. One translation says, Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. As some people do. Don't do that. But encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. Boy, we're seeing that take place. Lots of signs. As I was preparing this message, it just, it just, you know, the Bible talks about the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace. That he wants us as the body of Christ to keep in the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. And so he wants us unified. And it's amazing, it's amazing when we're seeking God and we're serving God. Doesn't mean we're perfect. Doesn't mean we do everything right. Otherwise, I mean, if we, we had it all together, we would have no need for Jesus in our life. So we don't have it all together. So I'm, I'm bringing an encouraging, a motivating message to us all today. Okay? But it's amazing when we're, we're seeking God and, and we hit it. When we hit it all on, on all eight centers, uh, cylinders, right? And it's firing right. And, and for you know what I'm talking about, you ever had an engine that's missing and it's horrible and it's you're sputtering down the, the, the road. And, uh, and, and, and so anyway, it's, it's great when that's not happening. We're hitting all eight cylinders and, and we're, we're getting down the road really well. Well, this, this past Monday I was studying. It was about 9 o'clock in the morning, I think it was. I was studying along these lines and I knew, you know, I was going to be talking about uh, hearing God's voice and, and, uh, and I was just starting just really just getting into uh scriptures and and starting to formulate the this message and and i get a text and i get a text from uh from debbie uh tebbets which is our small group director her and her husband and she sent out a text to uh, to all the small group leaders and and i i i I text her back and i said i was just studying on what you said in your text and i want to read the text to you she said, good, good morning, small group leaders. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them, and they follow me. Isn't that awesome? Amen. What voices are you listening to? What words are you speaking that others hear? Go and read John chapter 10. Jesus is our shepherd, and he leads us because we know his voice. Hearing God's voice over all the noise we hear daily leads us into the gate where Jesus is. There's an enemy waiting to lead us too, down a path of death and destruction. We can choose to listen to the voice of God. He knows us, and we will follow him. She says, we stand at the gate with our small group friends. 
lead them towards Jesus' direction. That's how we care for our small group. And she goes on to say some other stuff. But isn't that cool? That we're sitting there hearing the same thing. Hearing the same thing. And I'm here to tell you that this is extremely important. This is extremely important. Right now, you're hearing all kinds of voices. You need to decipher whether it's God's voice that you're hearing. The chatter that's going on. It's amazing. It's amazing that we don't realize how much, how much, how much, uh, uh, how much chatter's going on in our life and how many voices are, are constantly being spoken into our lives. And my question is, is it motivating? Is it motivating? Is it, is it moving you forward or is it holding you back? Third indication, indicator whether it's God's voice or not that I want to give you, is listen only to voices that encourage. And that was the other part of 2 Corinthians 10 that we read. But I want to read to you 2 Corinthians 11 verse 3. It says, For I am afraid that just as Eve was deceived by the serpent's cunning, your minds may somehow be led astray from your sincere and pure devotion to God or to Christ. How does that happen? How are we led astray? We're led astray by voices that discourage. Voices, I tell you, I've, I, can't, I cannot tell you how many people I've talked to over the years that people got discouraged because of one reason or another and, and they, get, they, they begin to drift away from God. You ever been discouraged? Join the crowd. We all have discouraging situations, disappointing situations. And every discouragement and every disappointment has a voice that's speaking into our lives. It's speaking things into our lives that hold us back and keep us back from what God has for us. Probably even this morning, more than one time, you've been discouraged about one thing or another this morning. And it began to speak to you. Begin to speak over your life. You've got to tune those things out. You've got to bring those things captive. You need to listen for God's voice and not those other voices. They're going to happen. It's going to happen. It's going to try to speak. But you've got you've to tune those things out and tune into God. I read one time that the average person has more than 60,000 thoughts per day. And over 80% of those thoughts are negative. We have a tendency to default towards the negative, default towards selfishness, default towards what's not God. And everything is speaking. Boy, I'm telling you, it's speaking loudly. And sometimes, sometimes I just want to be able to turn everything off and be able to just only hear God. But I'm here to tell you, we live in this world. We've got to deal with it. And God's given us the resources. He's given us the ability. He's given us His Holy Spirit. He's given us the Word of God. He's given us the ability to turn those things off and and to bring them captive and destroy those strongholds that we've allowed into our life in the past and start listening to God. Your enemies, your circumstances, your fears, even other people's opinions of you can be voices of discouragement in your life. Life pressures often can be discouraging voices in your life. If you're not under pressure in life, maybe per 
chance, the reason is, is that you're probably not doing much with your life. Because anything that's moving forward is going to have some pressure. It's going to have some, it's going to have some opposition. There's going to be some opposition. And so therefore, you're going, to have some, you're going to have some things that might be a little bit discouraging because there's going to be some things that are just not going to cooperate. And definitely there's going to be some people in your life that's not going to cooperate. But God, what are you saying? What is it that you're saying? In the year of 2000, we were rocking along, building, growing, as a church and trying new things, succeeding at some, failing at others. But we were doing church, doing, doing pretty good, and, and then uh, a building, is the second building that we were in, uh, in the middle of the night, there was a fire, an electrical fire that happened, and, and it, it seemed to put the brakes on because, it, 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 I mean, we couldn't hold church in that building at all. It was a rented facility, and and so we had nowhere to go. And it was, it was like we were doing a couple, about three services a week, one on Sunday morning, one Sunday evening, and one Wednesday night. And we had Saturday bus ministry and had small groups going on. Just, you know, we were, we were a few years old. We started in, in 95, so we're about four to five years old. And we were, we were rocking along pretty good and growing and building a great team. And just things were going along, and all of a sudden the brakes got put on. And, uh, and, and there was a local church that, uh, that made their youth facility available, and we started renting it for the next 13 months before we actually moved here. Uh, I had met with a pastor that led a large church during that time here in this city. And I don't remember if it was uh, while we were at that facility or it was here we had already moved in here but he told me he says you'll never make it that was encouraging and and you know i didn't hear god's voice in him i heard the devil's voice i i yeah one is <laughs> but you know what there's just, sometimes people are just going to speak out, out, out of the top of their head they're I have a dear sister. She, uh, my my oldest sister is is somebody that I I just her and I have a this this awesome relationship. She loves Jesus with all her heart. Uh, she's preached here a, a couple of times and uh, and and she cares for me deeply and dearly. And uh, and so when she speaks, I listen because I typically I mean every time I hear I hear God through her. And I, I just, you know, this guy didn't have that kind of heart for me. And so he was just speaking from the top of his head, not from his heart. And there's a difference. And so his, his voice was discouraging, and I didn't hear God in it. And by the way, that was in two, uh, 2000, and so that's been a few years ago, right? And we're still here. So he was evidently wrong. And so, so, but I'm going to tell you, in the process, there was a lot of things that occurred that were discouraging, that uh, were tempting to, to maybe throw up our hands and say, okay, he was right, and, 
and maybe it was God that, that was speaking. But God's an encourager. He's an encourager. And, uh, and statistically, there's anywhere from 1,800 to 2,500 uh, churches that close in America, pastors that walk away from the ministry in America that never, uh, not churches that close, 1,800 to 2,500 pastors that quit the ministry every month in America, never to re-enter to the ministry. That's a lot of pastors. And let me tell you, discouragement. They get discouraged. They start hearing that voice of discouragement, buy into it, and they quit. Galatians tells us that it doesn't take much to do that. It can be a little voice that can begin to grow in our heart and, and, and cause something big to happen in our life in the negative Galatians 5, and I'm going to close with this, and I'm going to give you one closing statement. Galatians 5, verse 7 through 9, it says, You were running a good race. Who cut in on you and kept you from obeying the truth? That kind of persuasion, we could say it this way, that kind of voice does not come from the one who calls you. A little yeast works through the whole batch of dough. In other words, that little voice can make a huge, big difference in your life. Don't underestimate those voices. By the way, every voice in your life is a seed that can grow into a harvest. And so make sure that you're bringing those thoughts captive. And so I just want to say this. We need voices who say, just don't quit. Just don't quit. Now, look at this. In that statement, just don't quit... Look what I, what, what I highlighted there. Just do it. Oh, by the way, that was not Nike that said it first. Jesus did. He told his mother, just do, just, he, he said, or he, I mean, uh, Jesus' mother's the one that said it, right? Just do what he says. Just do it. Isn't that right? And so as we do it, then we'll see results. And thank God we're making an impact. Last week, I think it was last week, we had, uh, you know, no doubt we're, we're seeing people make decisions here all the time, and we treasure that. People making decisions all the time, and it's awesome, awesome to see. Uh, but we're also a part of something that's bigger. We support ministries outside of this church. We take the minimum of 10, 10% of our tithes. By the way, we're going to give you opportunity to give, and you're going to hear voices. You're going to hear God's voice. Or you're going to hear a voice of fear that's going to prevent you from giving. Just saying. We all, all the time, those voices are shouting and they're speaking. And God's voice says, listen, when you give your life away, you find it. If you hold on to it, eventually it's going to sell you short. If you sow, you're going to reap. If you honor me with your, your first, then you're going to, you're going to, you're, I'm going to make sure that I'm going to pour blessings upon you. Anyway, all that aside, where was I before that? I got, I got sidetracked on that. I didn't get sidetracked. I believe that's what God wanted to say. So anyway, let's go just do it, all right? I don't remember what I was saying. I'll go back and listen to the tape, and I'll say, oh, yeah, that's what I was supposed to say. So, uh, or you'll tell me. <laughs> All right, let's pray.